Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If I bleed Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on Patreon, a daily or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Kenny McIntosh. I apologise for us being late. We were together. We can't reveal why yet. We will soon. I'm here with the one and only Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how are you today? Penny, I'm doing very well. Yes, it was good to catch up Wednesday yep. in near Penrith in North Cumbria. So... Um, we were maybe setting the world be... to rights. We were setting yeah. the world to rights on Wednesday. Well, maybe that would actually be central Cumbria. Anyway, it was definitely in Cumbria. <laughs> County yeah. I know a little bit about. But yeah, we, we call Wednesday. So, you know, there's this thing we're, we're going to be doing. We're going to talk about that fairly soon. Uh, we're not going to talk about it anymore now. But yeah, <clears> I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Kenny? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of wrestling news been going on, a lot of stuff going on in wrestling. So that has been, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's, there's loads to... to to deal with, so let's just dive in because there's quite a few things I wanted to ask you about. We will talk about Raw and talk about the top stuff that happened on that show, but I do want to ask you first. I feel like a broken record here, but Tony Khan has a big announcement coming <laughs> this uh, tomorrow at Full Gear, where yeah. he had said on social media, AEW has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers, a pro who is known and respected by virtually every. AEW fan, they'll come to LA to sign their contract this Saturday, November 18th, on pay-per-view at Full Gear. So, you know, the names kind of bandied around for that have been Mercedes Monet, Will Ospreay, who are the two, I guess, big people, but the, the issues with them is Mercedes is injured, so if you have her come and sign, she can't wrestle right now. 
Yeah, and Osprey's deal doesn't expire until February of next year, right? Exactly. So his deal, and I mean, I guess maybe because New Japan and AEW are partners, they could, you know, potentially let let him come and do this, but it would seem too soon. So, I mean, it does seem that we're maybe potentially heading for another disappointment of an announcement, which would put <laughs> Tony at six to four. He was at six to three. Yeah, we analyzed it a few weeks ago, but I mean, is there anyone out there that you think? That he could that he could pull out of the bag tomorrow that would be worthy of the announcement, or do you think it matters? Oh yeah, yeah, of course it matters. I mean, his credibility is definitely on thin ice. His, his credibility has been weakened, particularly after that last announcement about the ticket sales going on sale for next year's All In on December first. Um, and and it's like, who can it who can it possibly or conceivably be? It can't be. Dolph Ziggler or Matt Riddle because their no competes don't expire until December. So it can't be either of those two guys. I think Matt Riddle, I mean, it's obviously a risk hiring him, but I think he's somebody that would, you know, would live up to the hype, I think, to an extent, or at least to most people. If Tony were to say, yeah, Matt Riddle's joined All Elite Wrestling, I think that would be a pretty big signing for the company. But he's still serving his 90 day unless he's, you know, Tony and Riddle have worked out some sort of deal where Riddle can or whomever it is, if it's an ex WWE guy, you know, can get out of the contract earlier and, you know, a deals been made on that one. It would seem unlikely. I remember um, that did happen back in the WCW after WCW had been purchased. People had took early buyouts or things happened whereby they were able to escape from their deals earlier. But there was a financial penalty to doing that. So, I mean, if it's not either of those guys, it's not Osprey because New Japan uh, is still under contract in New Japan until February. It seems unlikely that it's him, as you said, if it's Mercedes Monet. And I think one of the sites has said it's not. It's not going to be her. And if she's injured, that will be a damp squib. So I can't think who it is, Kenny. I've drawn a blank here. Who do you reckon it is? The only other people I've heard mentioned are three people who I don't think it'll be. Well, no, yeah. Dolph Ziggler is one. He's, his non-compete is not up until the end of December. So Indeed. it can be him. Ronda Rousey, because she did just wrestle last night at an indie show. And I've got to say, Finn, I watched some clips of it and she actually looked pretty motivated. Wow. Surprised that she was in this tag match involving Athena and involving Billy Starks, and I just I was I was quite surprised. So I thought, you know, maybe there's something in that. You know, maybe she wants to salvage the bad run that she had. That's a possibility. And the other person, the third one, was Chris Hero, who I know that in the past people have said was a big indie name. But to me, it seems like he's way past the time of that being relevant. You know, to get, get a lot. Of weight. I did want to ask you quickly about Osprey. If it does end up being Osprey, you know, he's someone who reports it out there that WWE are quite keen on getting him, and they've yeah. put a lot of offers out to him. If you're Osprey at this point, and you get AEW, you get WWE, they're both coming after you. Where do you think he himself would be a better fit? Oh, AEW, without a doubt. You know, it's going to have more flexible. flexible. I actually wrote about this in the latest issue of the magazine, which comes out next week. Is it next week? Is it next yeah, week? yeah, yeah, next week. Yeah, next, week. next Thursday. Um, yeah, next Thursday. 
So I've written about this in the next issue of Inside the Ropes magazine, um, you know, with my recommendation on what he should do. He may well have already made the decision before that magazine goes on sale. And he probably, you know, doesn't listen to me or read my opinions anyway. Well, if he turns um, up with full gear, then he has, you know, then maybe he has. So. Well, yeah. Well, my yeah, my belief would be if I were Will Ospreay, I would join AEW because he's known there. He's established a connection with the audience. Um, he's worked with the booking committee before. There's still that, you know, link there in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So there's going to be people there that he's familiar with and has worked with and trusts and they know him. I think he'll have a really good shot of becoming the top guy in AEW. Um, I don't see that happening in WWE. I just think if he were to go there, it's going to be a different system and he would have to change his style. He'd have a lot less creative freedom over his matches. I think they would ask him to change a lot of what he does. I don't think he'd be able to do anywhere near as many of the you know near falls and false finishes that he loads his match up, he loads his matches up with. Um, I think it would be a very toned down style, um, and that would probably be frustrating for Osprey and for his fans as well, because they'd be seeing a different version of the wrestler to what they're accustomed to seeing. Yeah. And I think there could be, you know, some, you know, you know, resentment there towards WWE for not allowing Osprey to do what he has done for years and has become famous for. He's not going to face any of those restrictions in AEW. And I think Tony Khan will or will pay him handsomely. I think he will pay him a lot of money to to join AEW. Possibly WWE would pay more. But also in WWE, it's going to be a harder schedule. Um, and it would yes. require him to move full-time to the States. If he's working for AEW, he may be given time off and he may be able to fly in like each week or every other week or have like a week off here and there and go back, go, you know, return home to to England. So, yeah, my advice would be AEW. I think it's just going to fit his style and his lifestyle better than WWE would. What yeah. do you think? I would agree. I I would selfishly prefer him in WWE because that style is more a style that I enjoy than 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 what he does now. But you know, he's got a successful formula that works for him, so you know he's gonna he, he should he should go with that. So I think he would be the name that people would want to see tomorrow. Uh, but I mean, there is this strange thing of I saw this week that. You know, Kota Ibushi is now officially all elite, and it's like, well, no shit, he's been he's been around for about six months. You know, yeah. he's, been, he's been doing multiple matches. I feel like, you know, somebody needs to get to Tony and go, Tony. See when you think there's an announcement to be made. Let's think about whether this really is a fresh thing, because even the Osprey thing, which would be a big deal that they've got him, he's been around in AEW for a while. Yeah. So it's just, you know, somebody needs to have a chat with him. But speaking of you know, New Japan stars, which Austria is at the moment. There's a report today in the Observer saying that WWE are making a push to try and get Okada because Okada in an interview recently said that he's winding, he's looking to wind down his career and the the, the WWE kind of stance is that they, they want him, they want uh, they, they, they want him, they want to show that, you know, things are different from when Vince used to, well, I mean, we know how he used to book Japanese people. We'll see that next year on Retro Raw with Kenzo Suzuki. But yeah, oh my God. Things have thankfully progressed, but, you know, it's a, it'd be a big ask for Okada to, to leave Japan and move to America, but do you 
do you think there's any chance that he might has the landscape changed enough in WWE where you think this would be a real consideration for him? Um, I think so. I think it's more. Um, does he have? Does Akado have any kids? I think he. I'm not sure if he does. I think he does. Yes, thank you. Yeah, kid. it's the thing of like, do you want to leave Japan? Do you want to, you know, transplant the family to a different country with a different culture? And it's like, how wedded is he to Japan? How wedded is his missus to Japan and the kids? How old are they? Are they in the school system? Yeah, I'm not sure if they are. So, you know, I know this was something that Tajiri, you know, this was a reason part of the reason why he went back to Japan, because he wanted his kids to grow up there. And like this must have been a big thing for Nakamura, because I think he's got children. And like they've obviously moved to the States and they've stayed there. And I thought, you know, he would maybe only do three years in WWE Nakamura. And he's been there since well, 2016, wasn't it? April 2016, he came in. Yeah, yeah, he debuted at the, the TakeOver Dallas. And I guess maybe, you know, maybe that's why WWE have been pushing Nakamura. So there's a tangible example of, look, you know, if you're here, you're not going to be treated like, you know, a mid-card nobody. You're going to be... And I mean, yeah. they, they, would, they would push Okada way more than they, they pushed Nakamura, I think. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, look at Asuka. I mean, look at um, Io Sky. Look at Kairi Sane. You know, they're all going to be... Hasn't been announced yet the War Games match, but I'm sure it will be tonight on SmackDown, the women's yeah. War Games match. Yeah. So I mean, they're all doing very well there. I mean, Tozawa, okay, he's playing a bit of a comedy character, but he's been doing a lot on Raw and uh, in NXT recently. Had a really good match with Norm Dar. I uh, thought that was um, tremendous. Their match for the Heritage Cup, and fans were really into that. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I personally think Okada. You know, if he can stand, you know, the culture shock and, you know, can put up with it, I think he should do it because what is there left for him in New Japan? There's nothing. He's done it all. He's done it all twice or three times over. Um, so if I were him and, you know, I imagine WWE will be offering him a very nice contract, um, why not go over there? Why not make the money? Why not, you know, play before a different audience? If you believe in your talent, you know, I believe in his talent and WWE, I'm sure, believes in his talent. You'll get over in WWE. If WWE is paying you a lot of money, they'll want you to get over in WWE. I mean, if they bring you out in NXT, that'll be a great start. And the, you know, the word will spread that you're this real talent. You can find your feet in this new system, get comfortable working, you know, with the producers and the bookers and the other talent, et cetera, et cetera. Then go up to that to the main roster, and you could have another great run there. I mean, what is there left for him in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kenny? There isn't anything, he's done it all. So, why not? Why not give it a try if the offer is to his satisfaction? I think the only thing that could potentially, you know, the only bar to it would be do I want to move to America? Yeah. Do I want to live there? Will I, you know, will I? You know, there's obviously other Japanese wrestlers on the roster. So, I mean, that's helpful and they're going to be able to, you know, point him in the right direction. And you know what I mean? There's going to be like, for instance, Finn Balor. He worked with him when he was Prince Devitt. So he knows a lot of people there in that system. Um, you know, Matt Bloom, Giant Bernard, he worked with him in New Japan. So there's a lot of people there that he knows and probably trusts. So, yeah, to me, if he can stand the culture, the change of culture, I say go for it. What do you say, Kenny? Yeah, I think he. Sh- I think he should. I always 
I always say whether this is the right thing or wrong thing because I'm not a huge New Japan f- uh, watcher. I I've noticed that I've not heard as much about Okada in the last two three years as I did before when I used to hear about him all the time. I yeah, because he's done everything there. There is there's nothing new for him to do. Yeah, so if you've done everything, I mean, you're right though. The the big thing here, I don't think actually is going to really have much to do with the wrestling aspect. It's more going to be the moving country, the the culture shock. You know the, the language change, all that stuff is going to be the thing to think about, and you know they're going to have to throw enough money at him that that's even something he would consider doing. So we'll see if he does. Um, last thing before Raw, I did want to ask you about. It's been announced this week that Backlash will be taking place taking place in Lyon, France. Oh wow! On, on May the fourth, Saturday, May the fourth, Lyon. It'll be SmackDown taking place the night before on May third. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And then Backlash in Lyon on the Saturday. So we've got a pay-per-view in France, a pay-per-view, or PLE in France, PLE in, in Germany, uh, a PLE in Australia. So, I mean, they really are taking this thing around the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, internationally, and they must think that they've got, you know, the audience in France to be, I mean, but there again, it's different now to how it was years ago because people will travel, won't they? Yes. People, yeah, people will travel to France and then turn it into a holiday and people from all of the all over Europe will will travel to this event because it's it's not like a, an insurrection, is it? I mean, who was gonna like fly from like one side of the earth to the other to watch insurrection in Birmingham, Kenny? Uh, my my poor mother still hates that she bought us train tickets to those shows. Oh, well, yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, people couldn't even really be bothered like going to the end of the street to watch those shows. I mean, they could, of course, they did sell tickets and everything, but they weren't events that were a magnet for people from other countries, obviously. Whereas Backlash will be because it's a proper bona fide premium live event and people will want to be there. And this is like the first time they've ever run an event um, of this magnitude. In the country of France. So, in you know, it will be a draw in itself, won't it? People like, I was there. It was the first major event they held in this country. I want to be there. Kind of a little bit like the, you know, the all-in in, you know, Wembley Stadium back in August. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm curious to see how all-in next year does because it's not going to have that same first event novelty factor. So, I think they'll still do well. I don't think they'll do as well as they did with the first one. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's yeah WWE spreading its wings and um, and just yeah you know catering to its fans in 
various parts you know of the of the world so yeah. you know good for them i mean it's um it makes them look like a you know massive international big deal which they are yeah and i'm sure i'm sure uh, france are rolling at the red carpet for them so oh definitely uh, i'm you know money will have changed hands here you know the deal have been done and um you know if I'm sure lots of countries were bidding for it. And sounds like uh, Leon in France has uh, come up with uh, the most readies. So they're getting it and good for them. Yeah. And it makes sense because, you know, Paris doesn't really need it. You know, and people go to Paris all the time. I was there last month or this month, actually. So whereas, you know, Leon somewhere where maybe there's a bit more of a, you know, look at getting more tourism, tourism into it. So it makes sense. Hmm. Uh, let's finish off talking with Raw. We won't go through as much as we usually do because obviously it was five days ago now. But uh, the big story on Raw was, of course, the build to the men's war games. We opened the show with Cody, Jay so Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins all out there, and you know they're 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 trying to get along. And then the Judgment Day came out, and they're kind of pointing out all the the flaws in some of the partnerships or relationships within the babyface team. And in the end. Cody Rhodes gets Damien Priest to blurt out, I'm the leader of the Judgment Day, which obviously the whole thing has been, there's no leader of the Judgment Day. So Finn looks very upset at this. But in, in, and then it led to a tag match with Rollins and Zayn against Dom and JD McDonough, where the Judgment Day came in and sort of got the DQ finish. Um, and, it, so, and it kind of went on from there. But what did you make of the opening segment leading into that tag match? Um... Yeah, I mean, it was okay. I mean, I remember thinking when it ended, um, this War Games match needs something extra. And happily, something extra was delivered on this program, wasn't it, Kenny? Yes, because then in the main event, we had the rematch for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team titles with Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso against Finn Valentine and Priest. The crowd were very into it. Again, this kind of felt like it had a bit more to it than the usual... You know, we've talked about how we've seen these. We've, it's felt like we've seen these teams a million times, but because it was for the titles, we have, yeah, we have absolutely. But the title thing kind of made it feel a bit fresher, which was good. You know, the fact the title yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of a reserved performance at the beginning, but I mean, it, it heated up, the momentum gathered, and I think down, you know, last four minutes of the match were, were really hot. So, I mean, it was just a TV match after all. You don't want these people to go out there and kill themselves in a TV match, especially when they've got. You know, a war games match coming up a week. It's just a week tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. As we record this, um, you know, and we should mention that everyone uh, else from the Judgment Day and from the Face uh, War Games team had been banned from ringside by Adam Pearce due to the running earlier on the show, um, and that was the reason why what happened. Um, you know, what the the guy was able to do the running. And do what he did, because had there been loads of people at ringside, they would have prevented um, what happened from occurring, wouldn't they? So, I mean, it was actually a good little storyline um, addition there. It's like, well, all those people who would normally be at ringside are banned from ringside to enable this one person, Drew McIntyre, to do what we knew he was going to do. And this was the night on which he did it, right, Kenny? Indeed, and he did it in a he did it in a way that made sense to the story. Where eventually, you know, Dave, uh, Drew McIntyre turns up, he Claymore kicks Jay, throws him back in the ring, and you know, Michael Cole in commentary was saying he cannot let it go what the, the what the bloodline did to him, stopping yeah. him from becoming undisputed champion. 
and you know, I, I've said this a few times before, but I fully believe that if Vince McMahon was in charge, we would not be getting this storyline in the way we're getting it. No, and, we wouldn't. And McIntyre would have turned heel long ago, yeah. and he would not have had, you know, I, I, I said, and I think I wrote a while ago that Drew McIntyre is is he's going to be this self-righteous heel, isn't it? Because he believes he's right. So yeah. he's justified in doing what he did because of what had been done to him previously. This is revenge. You know, this is uh, vengeance. This is, you know, wiping the slate clean, settling the score, however you want to phrase it. Um, so, yeah, Drew did the run-in, cost Cody and Jay the match. Balor ended up pinning Jay. Uh, people were surprised, shocked. Wow, you know, what's occurred here? And then at the end of the show, Drew retreated to the entranceway and Rhea Ripley came out and they shook hands. And that was the big cliffhanger ending, wasn't it? Wow. Drew McIntyre. And this is, we should also mention, Kenny, that earlier on the show, should mention this, uh, that Drew McIntyre shook hands backstage with Seth Rollins. Yes. Um, and said, so, you know, there's just one thing, you know, I owe you, you know, I owe you a handshake, you know, well done. And then Drew said he was going to work his way back into title contention. And Rollins said, I know you will. So Drew was acting like a babyface backstage, wasn't he, to Seth Rollins before he did this. And then we had the shock turn um, and joined forces with the Judgment Day. Um, and I did notice, Kenny, also that they had, uh, I think it was one or possibly two adverts on the show for War Games, and he didn't say, deliberately didn't state in the video how many people would be in each match. So they were leading us to believe that it was going to be four on four, but didn't actually specifically say that. Now, I reckon Drew's going to be added to the Judgment Day team. Seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? Well, there is, Which, there is, a, there is a spoiler... I think as to who would be teaming on the babyface team, right? Um, and it kind of was confirmed a little bit because there was the well, there was rumors of who was making a big return, and that is Randy Orton. Yeah, and then obviously Drew did this on Raw, and I don't know if you saw this, but on online there was video footage of Cody Rhodes off after the show went off the air. He was in the ring with Jane, took the mic, and said, "What Drew doesn't realize is we have friends too." Yes, Cody and Orton go way back to legacy, so it feels like, you know, whether we see him on Raw on Monday, it feels like Randy Orton's going to be the fifth member of the Babyface team, right? Absolutely, and this match and this show, Survivor Series, needs Randy Orton, because it's kind of a bit of a blast show, really, isn't it? Yeah, no Roman, we've seen all the... the the dynamics of the, the people in war games before. But if you add Drew as a new heel and you add Randy Orton, it, it suddenly gives you enough to... Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, Rhea Ripley, Zoe Stark, it might be a good match. But, I mean, Zoe Stark doesn't exactly have a groundswell of support behind her. There's not like people, you know, marching saying Zoe for champ, is there? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, it might be a good match, but we know that Stark's not going to beat Rhea Ripley. So well, that, that, feels... that promo on Raw, my God. Yeah, I mean... She tried, but... We just need it. to pre-record her promos. She shouldn't be doing them in front of a live crowd, live crowd because she just can't do them well. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this match, this War Games match, I'm really pleased that Drew did the heel turn on Raw. 
it was it was the right time for it to happen. And yeah, we think it's going to be Randy Orton as the fifth member of the face team. And yeah, this match, this match needs him. You know, I believe didn't CM Punk um, tweet something out as well, and he included like the uh, War Pigs, a clip from War Pigs in a tweet. Yep, yeah, which is obviously the theme to uh, War Games, it's Black Sabbath's War War Pigs. So, I mean, I don't know whether CM Punk's going to be there. I mean, it would seem, it seems unlikely that WWE would do two big returns on one night. That seems improbable to me. Yeah, well, I mean, you've also, the thing is, they've already, if, if you're going to bring Punk in, you don't really need to bring him in yet. You know, you've, you, there's, there's, because they don't tend to do big stuff in December. No. So, and there's no big event. There's only, there's deadline, NXT, but there's no actual main roster premium live event in December, is there? Nope, not, not currently unless they add something. So, yeah, I mean, I think, although it's in Chicago, I think Rumble would be a good place for Punk if he ends up coming back. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, any, is there any last couple of things you want to mention from Raw? I mean, we should mention that JD McDonough was made a full member of the Judgment Day after they went to bat for him and sort of pleaded the case, pleaded the case to Priest, and Priest agreed that you know he's he's earned it. So he's in he's in the club officially. Which you know, if we're talking about earning your stripes, I think McDonough has done that for Judgment Day in the story. I agree. I agree. What amused me about this was Damien Priest. You know, I'm the leader of Judgment Day. And then backstage, Rhea Ripley told him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, no, Damien, you know, he needs to be in the in the club. You know, you need to, you know, give him the green light. You need to rubber stamp this one. JD for Judgment Day. JD for JD. JD so, for JD. That did not go unnoticed that Rhea Ripley is really the one pulling the strings. Uh, anything else on Royal stuck out to you quickly before we head off? Uh, I thought Otis versus Nakamura was a good match. That was better than expected. Um, mm-hmm. Not really anything else, I don't think. Um, we did get the Miz kind of... The Miz is now officially facing Gunther at Survivor Series. But yes. yeah, I mean, there, everything else in the show was kind of a bit blah. There just wasn't really anything that was that exciting. I mean, the, the main stuff was really... The, the, the point of this show was the War Games match. Yes, Let's it was. Build that it was. Yeah. So, and again, I if it wasn't the actual match, everything around it, I think they're doing a really good job with. I think they're they're building stuff, they're adding little dynamics. You know, even the Judgment Day teasing the fact that Cody and Seth have history and and all that kind of stuff. It's clever. I like it, but it just it, it ends in war games, Finn. Yeah, it does. I mean, the only way that this can be saved is by reducing the time between entrants. And if well, the issue reduce- is I- the the booker is the guy who never knew how when to make his matches shorter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Media, at least. Yeah, what was what was that? Remember that year he faced Seth Rollins, thirty three, oh. thirty five minutes. <sighs> was that the one where he rode down to ringside on that three on that like um, giant motorbike, like three wheel motorbike thing? With uh, Stephanie on the oh, back, no, uh, yeah, it was either yeah, yeah. I think it was that one. It was either that one or the Batista one, but I think it was the Rollins one. And didn't and Steph? She didn't she take a didn't she take like a spear accidentally off the apron and went flying, and that was the big high spot of the match. Yes, 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 yes. And the thing was, it had been quite a hot angle because remember Rollins had turned up at the NXT Takeover the night before the Rumble to try and get his hands on Triple H. 
it was quite a hot feud, and then, and then it just the match was just dreadful. Well, not it was just it went too long. Just too long. Just dragged on and on. It's just like oh. Well, listen, no. we we are not going to be accused of dragging on too long because we're yeah. going to go. But we're we're about to record the overrun. So if you're listening to this on Patreon, uh, the overrun will be up later this weekend. We're going to be doing listener slash reader questions that didn't make the mag. And we'll be back doing our Perslam magazine review again next week with issue three. And if you're listening to us in the main feed, then the the Perslam overrun will be up now. So go check that out. So FN, I look forward to our continuing podcasting today. Um, you know, and we continue making this content for people. We've got so much to record coming up, right? We've got the our, we're going to watch the War Games match from Crockett next week. We've got the Survivor Series retro show. Yeah. What's going on? So oh, all sorts going on. Obviously, we we got full gear this weekend. Survivor yep. Series the following weekend. It's all happening, Kenny. It's all happening. Then we'll we'll get a, we'll hopefully get a quieter December, which I think we will. We usually get quite quite a quiet December. So yes. But anyway, thank you so much for all your support, everybody. Uh, we really do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. If I